You are listening to the Fresh Focus Podcast, where VA dietitian nutritionists are serving up health and wellness information for veterans and their families. In addition to being in clinic, chatting over the phone, or using Video Connect, we are increasing your access with this podcast. Every year in March, we celebrate the Academy's National Nutrition Month, and this year's theme is Beyond the Table. These episodes provide you tips on how nutrition can not only help your health, but also the environment by reducing food waste. All right, welcome to another episode of Fresh Focus. I am Yakutala, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and program manager at the Atlanta VA Healthcare System. And I will be your host today. And I'm joined by Hillary. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So I'm Hillary. I'm um, down here with the Tampa VA, and I work as our Healthy Teaching Kitchen Coordinator. Uh, I've been at the VA for almost eight years, and I co-chair our National Nutrition Month work group. Uh, I have a background in culinary uh, before I became a registered dietitian, and um, now I'm also a registered dietitian and love and working at the VA. That's so awesome. This episode's during National Nutrition Month series, we'll be providing you with multiple ways on how a dietitian can assist you with managing the rise of food cost, meal planning ideas, and ways to be successful in reducing food waste while adding in balanced, nutritious, and delicious meals. As we celebrate dietitians during the month of March each year, it's a whole month dedicated to our profession, of nutrition and dietetics, as well as delivering nutrition education messages. We are here to assist our veterans and their families with any nutrition-related questions. Yes, and it's important if you have specific questions related to your diet and health to reach out to your local VA dietitian at your site. Um, They can certainly help you with those specific questions for you. And with the VA, we have a whole host of resources that are available. And this episode, I thought it would be a good idea to really focus on ways to reduce food waste. Food waste is any food that's not eaten, whether it's cooked or uncooked, right? So think of it as throwing away edible food is literally tossing money into the trash. And we really want to just make sure that you have some really great practical tips to avoid that, to help save money and save you some time with meal planning as well. I know you teach healthy teaching kitchens every week. Uh, Hillary, what are some ways uh, that you tell your veterans uh, to help with food waste? Yeah, so reducing food waste is, is is just so important, not only for our budget, but also for the environment. And we can really help reduce food waste in a lot of different ways and a lot of different steps through the entire cooking process, the grocery shopping process. So, you know, it starts with in the grocery store and what we have at home and we jump to the kitchen, what we have at our friend's house or at our house. And while we're enjoying those foods and making sure we're using up what we already have. Yeah, that's absolutely uh, a great point because it's, you know, it's, it isn't just after the food is cooked. Of course, we can actually start in our own kitchen before we even step into a grocery store by making sure that we identify these recipes. We have recipes available and really great meal ideas to help guide the shopping process, not just buying because it looks good, right? right? But actually, because we actually have a plan on how we want to use it and what dishes we want to actually use it in. Yeah. So the first thing we really can do to start with reducing food waste is kind of taking an inventory of what we already have before we go to the grocery store. That way we can start to plan our meals around those items and we don't purchase any duplicate items that 
may go to waste then, you know, if we have, uh, you know, some produce in our refrigerator that needs to be used up, we want to start there. So looking at what you have and then looking, you know, not only in your refrigerator, but on your counter, your cupboards, your refrigerator, your freezer, um, and kind of starting off with those ingredients you have that you want to use up before you purchase more of them. Taking inventory is definitely key. We don't want to get home and realize we bought duplicates of something without realizing it. Then it's just more food on hand. Right. So once we kind of have that inventory, making a shopping list is the second tip on how we can start with reducing food waste. Uh, we really only need to buy what we need. Uh, and, you know, of course, if there's sales in there, we can take those into account as well. But thinking about what we need and what we're going to use within a reasonable amount of time. We need to plan for the items that we're going to purchase by identifying recipes to use in them, like you mentioned. So, um, you know, kind of thinking about what we're going to buy, how we're going to use them, how much we're going to need. There's plenty of those ideas and recipes out there on the Healthy Teaching Kitchen site and also on the, the VA Healthy Teaching Kitchen YouTube channel. So you can check those out if you like. At the grocery store, it can be a great idea to buy small amounts of those perishable items that we're going to buy that are fresh, right? So fresh fruits and fresh vegetables don't last as long. Um, you know, so if we buy them in smaller amounts, we'll ensure that we're going to eat them before they go bad and use them up in a timely manner so we don't have to throw them away. Absolutely. Those are great tips. And also considering, you know, if available, look for and purchase ugly fruits and vegetables that often get left behind at the grocery store, but they're safe and they're still delicious to eat. So some people say ugly produce has physical imperfections, but they're not damaged. They're not rotten. They may just look a little different. So when you're considering these ugly fruits and vegetables, they're safe, they're nutritious, and they can sometimes be found at discounted prices. Sometimes I know when I shop with my son, he likes the ripe bananas. So when we go to the produce section, they're ripe bananas uh, and they're actually free. Um, it has a little sign on it that says, hey, these are, you know, free fruits for the kids. And I, th I thought that was really cool, specifically shopping at Kroger. And then, of course, he eats those and it keeps him pretty happy and mellow as we shop. So <laughs> really looking at what other uh, tips can we follow at the grocery store? Yeah, so we can look at sale items and uh, BOGO or buy one, get one deals. Local in-season produce can often be cheaper at certain times of the year. So um, kind of thinking about what's on sale and what you can use can help you out. Uh, you know, if you buy some buy one, get one deals, it's great. You can freeze breads, meats. Um, you know, if you have some stuff getting ready to go uh, kind of turn off to where maybe you're not going to want to eat it fresh, you can always prepare it and freeze it. But BOGO items, um, dried or canned, can be a great option to stock your pantry as well. So, um, of course, dried and canned items are going to be a little bit more shelf-stable, so we can certainly stock up on those. The added bonus to that is that it can help us, uh, you know, if we're in a rush trying to prepare a fast, easy meal or if we're running low on groceries that week, uh, maybe we couldn't get to the grocery store, we weren't able to get as many that time, having those pantry items can really be a great option to make a fast, easy meal. When we're talking about using that local in-season produce, if you think about it, when they're harvesting, uh, for instance, say strawberries or apples, they're going to be in abundance. So the cost tends to go down compared to when it's shipped in from somewhere during out of season. So that can make it more affordable as well. 
Uh, so definitely a great idea to check out for those local in, in season produce items. You know, those nights that I mentioned, you know, when your commitment is low uh, or you have a high commitment, I should say, and you don't have a lot of time for the kitchen, pulling those shelf-stable pantry items out, um, you know, maybe pairing them with a couple things you already have in your refrigerator can make a fast, easy meal. And, you know, that may change if you're cooking for one or two that evening. Maybe you've got kids that have sports games or your spouse is out of town or uh, for whatever reason, maybe you're not cooking for as many people. Uh, you know, you may need to take that into consideration and plan on cooking less food that evening so you don't have as much left over. Yeah, those are awesome tips. Uh, you know, I'm going to second that because when you're back, basically when when you are looking at the week ahead, you want to plan. If you know you won't be at home for a few nights uh, then we really want to take a look at that and, and take that in, into consideration as we plan our weekly grocery shopping tips and grocery shopping trips. And we may need to really purchase more frozen items versus fresh that week if we're not going to be home. Or that's when you need to plan to use those leftovers on those nights when you really can just heat and eat, right? Uh, something quick from the day before. If you're eating out, grab a to-go box container so you don't have to waste the rest of that meal and eat it later or eat it the next day. I really try to pack some extra containers uh, when we have family and guests over so that they can actually take food back home and they enjoy it. They're, you know, they're always like, oh man, can, can I take a plate to go? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, that kind of those extra meals, the leftovers, I often like to call them like plan ahead meals, right? You know, you're going to have a little bit left. So you're kind of planning ahead and having, um, you know, meals for the next day, lunch for the next day, whether it's for you or your, you know, your family and guests that you've had over. Uh, so utilizing leftovers really is, is a great way to go about doing things. You can have the meal just as it is. Or you can kind of think of ways to repurpose those leftovers, especially if you're someone who doesn't like eating the same thing over and over. If you cook chicken, for example, you can add different seasonings to it. You can add it on top of a salad or slice it up and put it into a stir fry. Kind of taking something that you prepared and, and transitioning it into a different dish can be really nice. You know, you can also use those ugly fruits or produce that's getting kind of to the point where you need to use it before it goes bad. And you can add them into smoothies or soups. Soups are a great way to use up leftovers. Frozen uh, fruits and vegetables can be, or I should say, fruits and vegetables can be frozen so that you can then use them into smoothies for a later date. You know, no one's going to notice the difference if the tomato looks perfect once it's chopped up and added to a soup. So um, definitely certain ways you can do it. One little bad spot doesn't necessarily mean you have to throw the entire uh, fruit away or vegetable away, depending on the item. And, you know, you can cut the, the bad spot off and then use the rest of it. Remembering to use your food scraps is also an important part. So uh, a lot of times we buy, say, broccoli and we don't end up using the stem. And the stem can be used in soups, of course. It can be shredded and turned into a broccoli slaw. So we can use things in different ways uh, instead of throwing out maybe the, the parts that we're not accustomed to eating. Carrots is another one. If you buy carrots and they come with the tops on them, you can turn that into a pesto or chop them up and add them to a stir fry or a soup. Great options to add things. So soups, stews, salads, uh, stir fries are all great ways to use up leftover items. Celery leaves are really nice. You can certainly add them into your soup for extra flavor, or you can make a little celery leaf salad out of them. 
remembering to use pumpkin seeds and toast them later. You know, it's not Halloween time right now, but when, you know, we carve pumpkins or if we open a winter squash and we cut out those seeds, we can, you know, rinse them off and add a little seasoning, a little herbs and spices to them and roast them for a really tasty snack or a salad topper. Uh, you may see some people even regrow some kitchen straps. So green onions, if you leave the stems, you'll get a little green onion that pops up. Um, the same thing goes with celery and, and some lettuces as well, just kind of putting them in a cup of water and they'll start to continue growing up the middle and then you can transfer them to soil to grow even further. I love those tips, especially if you're considering a home garden or a starter garden in the kitchen. Also looking at using your scraps for composting growing your own garden out of some of the scraps versus tossing them in the trash. It's a great idea. You can actually check out series seven for more gardening tips and tricks. Yeah. Growing your own herbs is, is really great. Um, or even just one or two small vegetables in, you know, in a container, you don't have to have a full garden to make it happen. Uh, there's lots of things that can be grown in the, in containers and herbs are a great place to start. Uh, you know, they don't take up a lot of space and they give you a lot of flavor. Um, and there's something that can cost a little bit more at the grocery store. So definitely a great option and a great way to expand your ability to add different flavors and nutrition to any of your meals. Food packaging can have a lot of waste. And if we grow our own items, we may not be having that packaging that can become part of the food waste. So you mentioned composting. Composting is, a, is definitely a great option for using up food scraps. And composting doesn't have to be a big container outside. There's all different things that you can do as far as composting. There's, um, you know, some places have compost pickup where you can drop off your scraps and then they'll return you with a compost once it's done and ready to go. But even a small container at home or on the back porch can definitely, you know, be used for composting as well. There's a lot of local gardens that have those composting programs too. So kind of look around and see what's in your area. Everywhere is a little bit different. It's so cool because um, I had a veteran ask me about composting it and we were looking at YouTube on how to get your compost heap started. And I actually started one on the side of my house. It's really simple. You just take your stuff out there. You can secure it or uh, kind of rope it off and then just go out and turn it every so often. But it actually helps uh, with the soil that you use in your garden. You mentioned uh, some of the herbs. Some of my favorites are like mint, oregano, parsley, cilantro, things like that. They can be easily grown in your garden and really add to the atmosphere of your kitchen. I also like uh, to review with the veterans and their family members to be really mindful about serving sizes of the different items that we're eating, making sure that we understand, you know, the, the difference and reducing food waste. Maybe trying to prepare smaller portions and keeping the rest of the package in the freezer until you're ready to use it. Maybe eating it uh, later in the week. Or if it works best for you, actually cooking in batches and then freezing leftovers is another great way to cut down on not only the meal prep time in the kitchen, uh, but to make sure that you're actually utilizing everything that you're cooking within a reasonable time um, so that it doesn't go bad. Yeah, definitely. So batch cooking can be great. And it's kind of a, a win-win, you could say, because, you know, you do, you get a chance to cook once and then use it for multiple meals, but you also kind of cut down on that, you know, potential for food waste. So if you cook a little extra grains or, um, you know, if you do dried beans or animal proteins, cooking extra chicken, it's a great way that you can prepare extra meals throughout the week without that extra time. Um, the key though is just making sure you're not preparing too much that you're not going to use it up 
or planning on freezing it and freezing it, you know, after it's cooked can work too. So, um, you know, we want to just really make sure if we are doing batch cooking that we're thinking about the amount we're going to use and how we're going to use the extra part to make sure that that extra grain or protein doesn't end up in the trash as food waste. How does a veteran find out more information on the healthy teaching kitchens? Yeah, so uh, all the VAs have healthy teaching kitchens, uh, and there's a website you can go to um, online and find out what's available at your site. You can also just contact your primary care team dietitian at your local site. There's a, a website, it's nutrition slash recipes, and it is going to show you all the different recipes that are used in Healthy Teaching Kitchen. There's always new ones being added. Uh, there's cookbooks on there. They're constantly being added. They all provide the nutrition information. So uh, whether you're focusing on weight management or diabetes control or cutting down your um, salt intake for blood pressure help, the recipes have that information provided so you can make the best assessment for yourself. Those recipes and cookbooks are really a win-win and favorite of some of our veterans. They always come and say, hey, do you have a a recipe for that? And then we show them the site and there's recipes on there and really great cookbooks. I think there are like four or five cookbooks on there that you can download. It's really a a great repository of resources that our veterans can use. Thank you today, Hillary, for everything. And don't hesitate to reach out to your local VA clinic. Any last tidbits to remember on reducing food waste, Hillary? A couple of things we may not think about, but they relate a little bit to food safety and they can help with keeping our foods that we buy safe and keeping them a little bit longer. So making sure that our refrigerator temperature is at 40 degrees or below, that keeps food safe, keep them stable a little bit longer than if they were on the counter. Uh, making sure our freezers stay at zero degrees Fahrenheit or below. Uh, And then, you know, kind of thinking about that, we call it sometimes the drawer where things go to die, right? Uh, The bottom (laughs) drawer of our produce, you know? Yeah. So looking in there, pulling things out, remembering to kind of really check, especially your perishable items before you go to the grocery store. That way you don't go and buy celery and you have celery that needs to be used in your refrigerator. So really, you know, checking that produce drawer, looking around in your refrigerator, pulling things from the front to the back, making sure you're cycling through them can be really helpful. That way we're using up the foods we have and and really helping to reduce food waste. I like to to use the rule of FIFO, first in, first out, really rotating what you have in the refrigerator. Check your refrigerator often just to keep track of what you have on hand and what needs to be actually used first. Eat it or freeze items before you need to throw them away. Follow the two-hour rule. For food safety reasons, don't leave perishables out at room temperature for more than two hours unless you're going to keep it hot or cold on ice or uh, on the heating dishes. If the temperature is above 90 degrees Fahrenheit, food shouldn't be left out for more than an hour. That allows bacteria to grow. And then also looking at uh, making note of those expiration dates, sell by and used by. So we aren't letting items just sit in the fridge and then have to toss them out after they've expired, right? We're keeping a close eye on them. Thank you so much, Hillary, for being on here with me today. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. And please don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast.